Welcome back to Anime Death Spiral, the only anime podcast that wants to be more than your senpai. I'm Nate. Uh, I'm here once again with Remy. Remy, (laughs) have you been watching anime? Well, let me tell you what. uh, After a truly embarrassing uh, amount of hours that I will not reveal um, in Zelda, I have completed the game. I have rolled credits. I have rolled post-credit scene. Oh, okay. Uh, It is done. It is behind me, and so I went back, and I have been binging anime. Okay, well now actually we're gonna it. we're gonna stop talking about anime. We're gonna go back to Zelda, and we're gonna play a little game where that I call uh, "How long did Remy play Tears of the Kingdom for?" I think that you clocked in at one hundred and eighty-seven hours. Oh, oh. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, appre- I appreciate that. Uh, I, it makes me feel good that uh, <laughs> you think so highly of me. <laughs> okay. But uh, no. All right. All right. Uh, am, I, yeah. am I cold? <laughs> no. Am I way under? Way over? Uh, you are way under. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay, all right. Uh, uh, second guess, double or nothing. I'm going to say uh, 233 hours. Uh, it's cl- That's closer. It's still under? That is definitely closer. You are still under. Oh, no. All right, all right. How, how many hours have you, are you clocked in yet? Uh, I, uh, I Can't we just leave it at that? <laughs> We're not going anywhere until you tell me what you've been wasting your life on. Oh, boy. Well, you know what it is. It's Zelda, obviously. Mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, the game where uh, you fight little freaks with giant uh, mechs. Uh, I like referring to the, uh, the Bokoblins as little freaks. Yeah, yeah. There's moblins everywhere. You're destroying them with hand cannons and laser beams. You set them on fire. You drown them. Uh, you launch them into the sky. Uh, it's just truly brutal shit. Much more than Breath of the Wild. I mean, Link is just merciless in this game. It's uh, kind of upsetting. <laughs> Um, obviously I'm, I'm dissociating. It's Link. It wasn't me doing those things. It was Link. Yeah, no, I, it was uh, him. It wasn't me. You were only yeah, it, following it orders. Was, <laughs> I, look, I was observing. Uh, I, look, it, it's, uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but it is probably around 300 hours. All right. All right. Uh, you happy now? You happy now? Uh, no, that actually legitimately, legitimately, uh, that really made me feel better about myself. Yeah, well, you're welcome. I'm glad you appreciate this gift I've given you. <laughs> All right, I'd have, I, no regrets. Uh, probably, probably the the best game uh, ever made. That's I. I don't want to get into that. That's a that's for that's a topic for a different podcast. <laughs> I, I don't think there's really an argument to be made against it, so... I don't think that anything can be the best ever. That's my personal philosophy, so... Well, you're wrong. <laughs> anyway, I finished it. I rolled credits. Uh, I rolled uh, after credits. Uh, I, it absolutely uh, brought tears to my eyes. I was, I was very, very emotional. Uh, so emotional, in fact, that I had to immediately distract myself by, like, reading a shit ton of anime. Oh, good. Perfect. That's what I like to hear. 
Yes, yes. I'm back on the train. Okay, what did uh, you rebound with off of Tears of the Kingdom? Frankly, I have so, so many things I want to talk to you about. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rebound that to you. Okay, uh, all right. I have obviously. What, what have you gotten into? Of the two of us, I obviously have a much uh, lower consumption rate uh, for this stuff than you. <laughs> uh, I'm not making burn any, rate. I know. I'm not. I'm not making any excuses about that. Like a fine sommelier, I like to savor the taste of the things that I watch. So what do you got? Uh, what I got is an anime that came out two years ago that I haven't seen anybody talk about. Um, uh, Odd Taxi. Have you watched Odd Taxi? Yes, I've watched Odd Taxi. I started. Actually, you know what? I don't think I watched like the last two episodes. But uh, okay, but, uh, yeah. then we're then we're more or less on equal ground here. I watched uh, maybe the first seven or eight episodes last night um, with my wife, and I was blown away that uh, no one has described this to me yet as uh, Chinatown by way of Sanrio characters. <laughs> uh, so for those of you uh, unfamiliar, uh, Odd Taxi is a, I don't know, uh, I've heard people- It's furry noir. Yeah, it's it's furry noir. It's, uh, you know, these, um, like Agretzico, the cast is made up of these cute um anthropomorphic animal characters and everything is through the lens of the protagonist uh Otokawa who is the uh titular odd taxi driver um he's kind of like a weird insular dude um drives a taxi obviously and like his thing is that he has uh what some would call a perfect memory he recognizes every face basically that's ever been in his cab and so that becomes a major factor in the plot of the show which is kind of like this uh interlooping um like connection of various stories different characters uh that all revolve around um a missing uh, a missing girl a missing teenager um, that everyone's trying to find or is uh, tied to in some way. What a classic setup. I know. it's um, A lot of people described it as like Pulp Fiction-like, but I don't really see it like that because... No, that, not at all. No, not Who at all. Who fucking said that? A lot it's of, a lot of a lot online discourse. We're calling it uh, Tarantino-esque or comparing it to Pulp Fiction. No, no. What? Yeah. No, it is not Tarantino-esque. Uh, well, no, for one, it never says the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> there's far less racism. Yeah. A little bit, but not that I much. I mean, I'm not going to say there's no racism. I also haven't seen <laughs> the end, um, uh, so I don't know exactly where it's going, but uh, I have some ideas. I have some ideas, uh, so this is going to be, for the most part, a spoiler-free discussion. But yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I really like about it. Um, I have this theory that everyone being an animal is like we are literally seeing the show through the eyes of the main character, Otakawa. And that's just like how he identifies people, uh, which I think is really uh, interesting. That's that's an interesting read. I like that. I like that. I don't think that necessarily has to be a quote unquote uh, proven within a show. Well, for it to no, be a I mean, read. you know, I'm. I think that's a cool idea. I, I like that read a lot. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, the reason I think that is because they bring it up a lot that 
uh, he, Otakawa in particular, has like this almost supernatural ability to recognize faces like out of a crowd. Mm -hmm. And they call attention yeah. to it a lot. Um, and when you're viewing it as a viewer and each character is a very distinct, unique kind of like animal design, you know, Otakawa is a walrus. Um, the, the main, I don't know if he's an antagonist or, or just, a you know, a, a fellow non-protagonist, I guess you would say. <laughs> uh, but there's a baboon character named Dobu that has like a very distinctive design. Uh, one of mm -hmm. Otakawa's good friends is a, um, he's some kind of monkey, but they do a bit where, uh, you know, they, they have a bunch of people look at a picture of him and say, like, oh, that guy looks too generic. I don't know who he is. But to us, like, as an audience who's only seen him depicted as that one specific type of animal, um... <laughs> Like you're screaming at the screen. Yeah, basically. So I, that's hey, my that's theory. That's obviously a baboon. Yeah, exactly. Now I will say uh, in that reading, that is uh, decidedly more racist. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that reading definitely ups the racism content. Uh, <laughs> see, seeing his, his best friend as literally a gorilla is not a good look. I gotta say. <laughs> Uh, not great. Uh, a, a gorilla uh, <laughs> who's a doctor whose name is Goriki. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I still like the idea of that reading, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the thing is that as that reading would apply, those are really interesting shorthands for, like, people's personality types, right? And, and, well, that's, and that's what you're really primed to think as an audience when you look at this type of stuff, you know, yeah. like Agretzico, where it's like, that's the whole point of the show, is that whatever yeah. animal the character is presenting as is supposed to be a direct representation of their their personality traits and, and who they are as a character, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like... Well, I was gonna say before... Um, uh, we've talked uh, endlessly about how much we like Trigger, and this is basically the more serious, uh, dour version of BNA, basically. Yeah, yes. Uh, I still yeah. haven't watched BNA. Uh, I want to. Uh, you know oh, I love me so some good. Trigger. It's very I good. love me some yeah, Trigger. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it does the same thing. Yeah, except, obviously, in BNA, they are explicitly animal people. I mean, they don't... There's they don't make any bones about that uh, um, but there is a whole mystery component and there are anime people looking into these murders and stuff very very cool show uh, this is like such a drier more adult more dour uh, take on it it's it makes it feel incredibly unique in the modern anime landscape it's really cool I really like it's it. you know I I am a sucker personally just for a good like noir detective style story uh, I love them sure they're great um, and and add in uh, you know have it take place in modern day Tokyo which by the way they have an episode where they're in uh, Shinjuku on Halloween and several different factions are using that as like cover to get around. Uh, I I really mm -hmm. liked that. I thought that was fun. Um, cool. Uh, Tarantino esque. I would say it's not. You know, uh, going going back to the original uh, thread here. Like you say, it's not overly focused on like shock violence or just being vulgar in general. Which you know, uh, sorry Tarantino fans, but that is his shtick. 
Well, and he and he he is uh, uh, an abs- an absurdist. You know, yeah. Uh, it, 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 he might not think of him that way, but his work is uh, comic booky and absurd and absurdism running together. Even even some of the later stuff where he's quote unquote uh, try to be more serious, it, it still it still runs into that stuff, and uh, <laughs> which makes it so ironic that uh, the world of like anthropomorphized animal people is a more realistic and grounded take on than anything Tarantino has ever done. That's a, it's just really baffling that anyone would make that comparison. Yeah. Uh, like you said, uh, Chinatown is a, is much better. I mean, uh, you know, uh, something like, uh, the big sleep, right. Would be much more accurate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. The, the actual classics, you know, uh-huh. Uh, the Maltese Falcon, you know? A little bit. There's not really a MacGuffin that they're trying to get at throughout the series. You know, it's more like uh, Otakawa just gets caught up in um, in this gangster shit haphazardly by way of the fact that he's a cab driver and he interacts with a lot of different people. What I will say... He's an unfortunate guy. What I will say is that... This show is actually a much better murder mystery centered around the idol industry than Oshinoko is. <laughs> oh, you know what? I had put that together, but that is absolutely true. Right? Absolutely true. Yes. Again, I haven't finished the series. I've watched about a little over half of it. And and it, the central mystery is around this missing high school girl who was known to be part of this idol act. Yeah, and she was a uh, she was one of the underground idols, right? Yeah, which by the way, we could do yeah. a whole discussion about the whole, the whole underground idol thing. Oh my god! Because that is oh so boy. bizarre to me that there is an entire pocket industry for like indie pop stars. Like, does that even yeah, make sense to it, you? Like going to so an indie concert for like an unknown Britney Spears? Like, yeah, I'm actually like kind of an edgier more punk version of those like sellout idols that you see on tv yeah okay like we're more raw well we're the people's idol (laughs) yeah it's like what the fuck uh i would highly recommend checking out odd taxi it's a hell of a ride i'm enjoying it so far and like they said uh forget it remy it's shinjuku town (laughs) uh the two walruses yep Oh, double yeah. callback, people! We got it in there. Wow, we got it in there. Yeah, he, I really love a sad sack. Yeah, uh, gotta love a sad sack. Okay, uh, what else did you get into? Anything else, or did Odd Taxi take up all your time? Uh, no, that was recent. The other manga that I've been that I've been getting into. Well, I shouldn't say getting into because uh, uh, it is already canceled. It is a finished thing. It was a little uh, manga that came out between 2008 and 2015 called Tepu, which is a fighting manga about a high school girl who um, joins her school's uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu team and, and her struggles <laughs> to be the top... Uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu martial artist in her area. There can't be that many Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners in any given neighborhood in Japan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, it's hard, very hard to believe. Okay, well, no. The First of all, one interesting angle, I, I think, uh, that, that took my interest about the whole, <laughs> an interesting angle that took my interest. I have a large vocabulary. One thing that I really liked about this story is that 
she got into MMA because she was already like into her school's uh, karate team and and found yeah. the scoring system of karate of like organized karate tournament uh, tournaments tournaments Term, tournaments perma, permanent oh god i'm all over the place today i should get my brain checked tournaments yeah she's like wow uh this doesn't actually represent what it really means to be in a fight um i i need something how the fuck would she know uh, well, no, uh, as, as you would expect from a fighting manga protagonist in a manga centered around Brazilian, Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Bajillion, yeah. Bajillion jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Bajillion jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Bajillion. Okay, this chick is picking fights around the neighborhood. Well, okay, so part of... She's a delinquent. She's not a delinquent. Uh, part of her whole character is that she... For one, is uh, very tall with long limbs. Um, as you would say, uh, she has good wingspan, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so her family, as you would expect uh, in a manga like this, uh, owns a dojo, uh, a karate dojo that she grew up in um, with her with her older brother, uh, who also does karate. Like, her thing is that she's, like, kind of the super cold, analytical, kind of like uh, Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes type, if you know what I mean. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and because of her total lack of a uh, social presence, she didn't make many friends growing up. And due to that, she realized that the only form of communication that she had with people was learning how to fight, which I think is an interesting angle um, because that's not usually the direction you take with the protagonist. Normally your protagonist is going to be like the, uh, you know, super ambitious, somewhat naive, um, I guess I'll just say Naruto type, right? Sure. And and so she's, uh, so first of all, we're, I'm interested because we're starting the protagonist as the Sasuke in start, instead of the Naruto. Um, and, and she really only knows how to solve interpersonal issues by challenging people to karate fights. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't make her many <laughs> friends. Uh, and the start of the series is centered around her meeting with kind of her rival for the series, who ends up being more of like a dual protagonist who is that like uh, super vibrant Naruto type. And, yeah. and that girl is prom like going around school promoting, uh, she's trying to get like, she's really into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and is trying to get a MMA club off the ground at their high school. And so she asks <laughs> um, uh, the main girl to join and that's how they meet and kind of form their friendship slash rivalry and how yeah. Our main girl gets into Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, over karate. Um, mm -hmm. And I just think that's fun. You know, uh, the unfortunate thing is that it did get canceled after 39 chapters uh, with no major yeah. resolution to the series. Uh, they were kind of setting uh, up this, ma this big uh, conflict with her brother as the main villain because right. uh, her brother, despite being older was also like uh, way smaller and weaker than her. And so she yeah. would always like come in and fight his fights for him. 
which fostered this huge uh, feeling of resentment from him over the years. And so, oh no, yeah. And so, when he finally uh, learns how to fight for his own, he goes straight to the to the evil side. Right, right, yeah. Because he's uh, he's a uh, master. He's like, I don't want to rely on my sister anymore. I want to beat up my bullies myself. Uh, oh no, I'm yeah. a bully myself now. Oh no, male fragility. Yep. Oh no, strikes again. Um. Wow, what a big baby. Yeah. So it was cool. It was really fun. I really appreciated that so much of the focus uh, on her narrative was around the fighting itself because it is like that type of manga where uh, obviously the author had an idea centered around a specific subject, in this case, Brazilian martial arts, and did a ton of research and was just like, all right, well, how can I write this thing into the manga? And so every fight is littered with like page breaks where they pause the entire narrative for the author to, you know, non-diegetically explain to you why that specific throw (laughs) that she was doing was the correct one to do in that situation or explain the physics of why she was able to do that trip against her opponent. Uh, You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, of course I know what you mean. Uh, This happens quite a lot. Uh, The the manga artist who loves to just insert paragraphs... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've read a lot of Hunter Hunter. This uh, I'm very used to that. So um, that's basically the gist of the manga. It, it had a real strong start, and then uh, got canceled after releasing 39 chapters between 2008 and 2015. Yeah. Um, so obviously, the author just I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to do some research into their personal history, but it sounds like. Uh, as is common for many people in this industry, uh, they they overwork themselves to the point of not caring anymore. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You never know with these things. Uh, anyway, uh, check it out if you like girls with six packs, is all I was going to say. You were telling me about that, and it does remind me, actually, of a, of a other uh, very early cancellation of a, a series called Nehru way of the martial artist i've also heard of that one uh yes. worst title I'm, uh, I'm just gonna say it's it's not good i mean it's way too bland and in fact i think what people said at the time was it was canceled because it was uh not particularly uh innovative or creative in any way which i kind of disagree with i thought it was really fun um but it is uh, about basically the polar opposite uh, of that character, except for the fact that they are very good at like immediately discerning new martial arts moves and stuff just from watching people. Mm-hmm. It is funny though because this character is essentially um, uh, illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Goku. He, oh, yeah, he doesn't know how to read. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm sorry. I, that's actually a detail I forgot to mention. Like, uh, in addition to her like super analytical nature, like that's her thing is that she can memorize people's martial arts moves like after seeing them once. That's like a big yes. uh, thing in the manga. Yes, and, and in Nehru, the way he learns martial arts at first is because his grandpa basically sketches out little cartoons of moves. Oh, like and he um, looks at the cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you say that, and it instantly reminds me of the upgrade system in Sekiro, where whenever you get a new like a ninja martial arts move, it has a little cartoon like pictograph 
of the character yeah, doing yeah. those moves. Yes, it's very cool. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the, the, and the thing about Nehru is like he's basically like headhunted by a mysterious girl who's like, I need you to like come to this like martial arts uh, high school, and he he basically fails out of the entrance exam because he doesn't know how to read. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, well, no, um, I sympathize so, with that because I also don't know how to read. I know. I thought you'd really be interested in this because <laughs> you share so much. Um, yeah, but, you know, because he's so good, obviously he does get it to, like, force his way in. It was a shame seeing it canceled. I, I, I do kind of agree. There was no plot, essentially. He was just going to martial arts high school. It also reminded me of uh, an extremely popular and uncancelled uh, manga called Holy Land. This is uh, a pretty, pretty uh, well-known martial arts manga about, uh, again, a completely a third type of guy, if you can believe it. Another this type of guy? The, yeah, he's a wimpy crybaby, <laughs> uh, is the main character. Oh, he's just like uh, me for who, real. Yeah, who shuts himself away in his in his room and like the first year of high school because i don't know he was getting bullied or or something he had some kind of uh undiagnosed uh severe depression and he he like gets bored of video games within like the first week and so he doesn't know what to do with his time so he goes and he checks out like a, a book about punching from the library uh for no reason really <laughs> just on a whim and he gets really good at the uh, a left jab. He just, just that. Uh, so okay, he does the equivalent to, like in um, in Roroni Kenshin when uh, the, all they do they're only shown practicing downward strike. Yes, yes. You practice downward strike and then you become a master. Yeah. Except he doesn't because it's this is the, kind of the fun part is he finally starts leaving his room. Because he realizes at some point he has to put his left jab into action just to prove that he wasn't wasting his time. And kind of, he's he is uh, subconsciously, he's looking to get his ass kicked a little bit. Sure. But he starts, he's a little criny crybaby, and he starts, like, roaming around his uh, kind of downtown around the arcades and stuff at night. And he occasionally, like, just picks a fight with, like, a bully. Okay, um, well, I mean... Just random dudes. This guy sounds like a piece of shit <laughs> he is a piece of shit that's one of the weird things about the manga is he's not a, like a really good guy he is he is sympathetic in his portrayal because we like pity him um and he doesn't really have like super bad intentions but like the the manga opens with him like bumping into a guy in the bathroom and the guy in the bathroom's like dude i'm gonna fuck you up for bumping into me while i was like pissing at the urinal i've got piss on my shoes you scuffed my sneakers, dog. <laughs> Step on my barbecue, dog. Yeah, and he, the guy squares up with him, and he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. You're like three feet shorter than me. And he throws the left, a perfect left jab and just fucks this guy's whole face up. I mean, you know, you can, you can kill people with a, with a well-placed left oh, jab. Oh, yeah, and the, and the thing about Holy Land is, like, it's into that. It's into the idea that, like, a single punch can just fuck someone up and potentially kill them and it gets super technical with street fighting and i guess that's kind of the twist is that uh he runs into more and more people who are like better and better at street fighting and it's not it's it's not uh dojo fighting it's not uh shonen fighting it's dudes 
uh, getting into fights on concrete and like smashing each other into fucking bricks and shit and really really hurting each other like they get uh, into the, it. It, it they make it uncomfortable they make it really uncomfortable it looks like it hurts and the author again gets extraordinarily technical uh, with these street fighting moves and the street fighter culture in general which is sort of goes like damn what was this dude's youth like it, he seems to know a hell of a lot about like getting stabbed by a switchblade yeah. for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's really fucked up. Hey, he grew up on the streets, dog. Yeah, but the kid ends up getting better and better, and he picks up moves from uh, other guys. But he does get like fully like fucked up a lot as he fights like actual real people. Uh, he's, like a he fights a sumo guy at some point, and just like. The sumo guy turns out to, uh, hey, a sumo guy who doesn't really care about the rules of sumo fighting you uh, on a fucking concrete road uh, can kill you. He can just fucking kill you by p- pushing your face into the fucking street. Does it like, ever, that'll kill does you. Does it ever fuck you up that a concept like that couldn't exist in American con- like comics because like someone would just show up to that fight with a gun? Yeah. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Oh, so Holy Land is really interesting. Um, it's interesting. It's uh, Way of the Martial Arts, Nehru Way of the Martial Arts is worth reading because it's beautiful. The art is really great. Holy Land is worth reading. Uh, not that the, the art is not that great. It's serviceable. But the technicality of all the fighting and the, kind of the, uh, the, the novelty of the main character and the street fighting in general is really cool and interesting. Uh, but that that does remind me. Uh, there's a, sh- a shonen uh, series I'm reading right now called Gachi Akuta that I'm going to talk about at some point. It's truly, truly, exceptionally beautifully drawn. <laughs> but there was a fight recently in that where uh, two characters are pretty evenly matched and they're doing like insane fucking moves against each other with like all kinds of different like uh, like magical things happening. Oh hell yeah, I love and, it. Uh, yeah, and the fight breaks off, you know, in one of those points where they're like they're both like panting heavily and they're like, "Damn, we're pretty evenly matched." And then one of the characters pulls out a fucking gun <laughs> and shoots the other one. <laughs> this, uh, the other character's like, "Hey, you can't fucking do that. We're in a shonen manga." And she's like, "I don't fucking care. This was taking too long." Blat blat blat. Uh, which is one of the most Indiana incredible Jones. things I've yeah, is she Indiana Jones? Oh, that is a that is a callback to the beginning of the episode. By the way, I, I hope you all appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> Damn, this guy's good. <laughs> uh, one of the most incredible things that you can do in a manga, I have to say, uh, I'm really begging people <laughs> to consider. Well, doing I that mean, more yo, often. what does it's it say really, that so really many funny. so many shonen manga out there that feature like you know uh, a team of people with unique powers like one person's power is just they have a gun yeah <laughs> yeah it's incredible and you know what a uh, gun beats punching every like, time 100 percent of the time yeah uh, uh, it's a, sorry it's people. a good strategy uh, i don't know i don't know what you what you tell yourself at night when you're going to sleep to believe this but uh guns win every time look in in terms of coolness factor uh, personally, I like the punching. I think it looks cool. I think it's like a more interesting way to like fuck somebody up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> look, we got to get real here. Uh, shooting a guy—that's that's gonna end the. By fight. the way, can we acknowledge that 
uh, in Persona 3 when you shoot yourself in the head to go to the spirit realm. That is objectively oh, funny. It's objectively funny. It's also cool as hell. Very cool. It's so cool. Very funny. Very legal. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. That was one of the most disappointing things about Persona 4 is you do not shoot yourself in the head. Zero, zero suicide. Uh, do not recommend people. There's a lot less suicidal imagery in Persona 4 than there is in 3, and that's why I'm so excited about the remake. Uh, uh, we're going to get back into it. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, I heard that remake is just a port of the uh, PSP version, so I wouldn't get too excited. Well, I mean, who, who knows? Who knows? Uh, PS version's probably still better than playing the original. I, I tried to play the original a little while ago, and it's it's clunky. Uh, can it's I can play. I go on a, a very short tangent here and say that when when I my first year of college, yeah, hold on, I didn't I didn't say whether you can or oh, not. Okay, can I? Uh, I okay, I give you permission. All right, thank you. Uh, my first year of college, I was living in the dorms, and uh, I had burned through all of the games. Uh, all of the PS2 games that I brought with me from home. And so uh, I uh, haphazardly decided, like, all right, I'll go to the local GameStop and trade in uh, a bunch of the games that I'm not playing anymore to get something oh, new. You got ripped off, dog. Uh, well, yeah, first of all, any tran any transaction uh, that you do with GameStop these days uh, or ever is a ripoff. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, folks. They fucking got you, yeah. dude. They got you so bad. Oh, they got me real bad. I don't even want to get into that. Uh, that is a whole yeah. other story. Um, but I will say that I traded in um, uh, Brave Fencer Musashi and God of War 1 and... Mm -hmm. uh, Actually, no, excuse me, God of War 2. Uh, and The better one. Yeah, the better one. And maybe, I want to say Final Fantasy XII, uh, the hard case edition. Uh, ah. They give me back, like, I don't know, $18 in store credit. So, Jesus uh, Christ, fuck James. Oh, my God. Uh, fuck James Stop, by the way. Fuck James Stop. <laughs> fuck James Stop. <laughs> fuck your stock manipulation. Fuck all that shit. Let it die. Um, but I did use that credit to pick up a used copy of Persona 3. Uh, went back to my dorm room, popped it in, uh, played the first half hour to an hour, maybe. And we're like, oh, man, I... I fucking wasted my money. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, no. Because I oh, did no. not understand that um, you had to balance the social and, like, grindy aspects of the game. So I would be like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do grindy-ass shit in the other world every night. I'm going to go try and... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go try and romance this chick. Uh, anyway, uh -huh. the school year ended uh, with me not completing the first boss in the game. <laughs> and uh, I blame GameStop. Uh, you can't fuck yourself in those games pretty bad. Uh, I, I, I completely relate, yeah. especially because I, much, I prefer the school stuff way more <laughs> than the dungeon grinding shit. Uh, anyway, uh, shooting yourself in the head uh, to go to the other world to battle Pokemon is very funny and cool. That's all I'll say. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, look, I've got a, I got a bunch of shit I want to burn through here. I want to talk about my recents, uh, I, so I'm going to shift gears real quick here. Okay, all right, shifting gears. I'm not asking you for permission. I'm just going to go into it. Okay. Look, I'm, we've got some stuff, so I'm just going to go. Okay. I'm not up. giving you any I've, restrictions. Just go into it. I'm going into it. Check this shit out. I read 
among many other things, Futari Switch. Do you know this? No. Tell me about Futari Switch. Okay, ch- check this out. We talked a lot about uh, Inside Mari on a previous episode, and I mentioned a couple other yes. Body Switch yes. manga, um, which there are a couple really good ones. Uh, I think I mentioned the one about uh, solving the the kid's uh, dead sister murder, uh-huh. um, which, I, which I really liked. I liked that one a lot. This one is more of a, a complete absurdist comedy. <laughs> Boy and girl, they're childhood friends. Ah, uh, Osono Najimi. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it means childhood friends. Uh, okay, fucking nerd. Jesus Christ, this weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> so they both have crushes like on each other's best friends, basically. You know, uh-huh. it's kind of that setup, and they're they're sort of kind of trying to get each other like to to hook up, but it's a little awkward. They're both kind of awkward. Uh, so one day, my man's is chilling in his room with his best friend. They're goofing off, uh, playing Catan. Oh, wow, uh, really? They, they really like. Yeah, they really like playing Wait, Catan. Like the, the board kid, game the, settlers of Catan. Yes, the board game Catan. Oh my god, the I want to give these people a swirly already. The the main character is really good at Catan. It's part of his personality. I hate this dude. <laughs> well, check this shit out. Okay, so the the chick lives next door to him and she's trying to sneak uh over the balcony to like get a better view of them. Uh-huh. Uh and she's holding uh, a Goya. Do you know what a Goya is? Um, is it some kind of uh, squash? <laughs> it is. Oh, it's like some. It's some kind of pickled gourd thing. I've, I'm really not familiar at all. So I really don't know what the fuck this thing is. Uh, I only picked that up from context clues. They assume you know. Um, she's carrying this thing. Oh, to, to, oh a uh, Goya, a Goya, a bitter melon. Yes, I know what these are. A, a Goya, sure, yes. She has one um, due to... Uh, you see, you I were you were pronouncing it like Goya, the, the Mexican canned food brand. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or the painter. Come on, let's bring a little fucking class to this Okay, shit. fair enough. Anyway... Uh, he spots her on the balcony and he goes out to like say, Hey, what, what the fuck are you doing? You're making this super weird for me. Uh, and she trips, he tries to catch her, doesn't pull it off. They're falling like 11 stories. Um, and right before they die, uh, a bunch of magic just comes out of the Goya and, uh, they switch bodies, uh, allowing them somehow to survive the 11 story fall. I'm not really sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it would have been a short story if they switch bodies and then die anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that would be a very strange first chapter. Uh, I'd still be into it, though. To I be would honest. be more into it. Yeah, yeah. They switch bodies and they're ghosts? What the fuck? Yeah. Well, they, they are not ghosts. They are, in fact, um, deeply traumatized by this mm-hmm. and to the point where they don't think they're even like in reality so they start doing like weird shit uh, right off the bat i i really like this series because their friendship is like really sincere and it's not ever like oh uh, maybe it's romantic they're they're genuinely friends and genuinely like platonic friends in fact like the first thing they do is like they go take a bath together to like figure out what this shit is um, and like get over the awkwardness of like touching each other's bodies, uh, which is okay. Yeah, which is yeah. It's it's fun. It's a good idea, honestly. Because hey, y- you're gonna have to touch each other's bodies, right? I mean, like, okay. Well, 
I mean, you got to go to the bathroom at some point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that's not what uh, I was envisioning when you when you first said touching each other's bodies. Uh, but but yeah. No. Okay. Yes, they're I see in what each saying. other's bodies. Yeah. You know. And in fact. Uh, but okay. But are uh, they touching I, each other in each other's bodies? No, they are not touching each other. Okay. They all are right. Touching all right, the bodies right. they are they are inhabiting. All right. And in fact, there is a there's a really. This is so juvenile, and uh, I have to stress, like, uh, uh, okay, it hold, hold some on, of the comedy on. beats. Is it juvenile? Because I feel like that is just human instinct. Is there anyone who, upon finding that they, they have been body switched uh, for a limited time, or maybe an unlimited time, they wouldn't, they wouldn't like, go that route? That, that's not unfeasible. Well... I mean, I would. Obviously. Everyone would. Oh, what Everyone I, would. What I'm, what I mean by juvenile is, uh, uh, like one of the, one of the first times I I laughed out loud. I lolled. Uh, the girl inside the boy's body uh, is coerced into using a urinal, <laughs> and uh, she does not know how to do it. Now, this might be part of like the the wow, they didn't really get a great like sex education in Japan type thing, mm-hmm. um, which they don't. But she she immediately loses control, as you can imagine. Uh, uh, <laughs> we, we got a fire hose situation here. <laughs> she literally has a fire hose situation and pisses all over herself, all over the bathroom, all over uh, his best friend. <laughs> And which is like a pretty standard thing. It's it's very funny. Uh, the way it's drawn is very funny, and the art also is incredibly impeccable. Like way better than it needs to be for this kind of like gag comic. Uh, what makes this comic unique, I think, is that after the that this happens, she appears in the classroom and approaches her her girl friends, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Why'd you switch into the your jersey? Did you like?" piss yourself and she very constantly goes yes i was in the bathroom and i pissed all over myself and they're like haha you're so funny and he's like yeah it was funny it was really funny i pissed on him too and his friend goes ha ha he did <laughs> and it's like and that made suddenly she becomes incredibly popular she makes him so popular from like uh, just that it's like very it's very good i I, it goes in so many different directions um that you you wouldn't expect it takes the same jokes you would see in a in a lower brow version of this uh concept and elevates them to something genuinely hilarious that i i really like it i I always really 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 appreciate that particular thing no matter what the uh subject is if you can make a legitimately unfunny core of a joke funny like that's good that's good writing yes you just have to you approach it from a different angle right that's that's really what you got to do another thing i appreciate and this is just a small thing the girls mostly wear boxer briefs you know what i have that's not the first thing that i've heard that come up in yeah Uh, are you familiar with an anime i'm not sure if it's a manga i'm pretty sure it's a manga uh, called uh, Akiba Get Made War, I think, something like that. Um, the, uh, I think maybe. You know, maybe premises in, in the title, obviously. Um, it, it's it takes place in a world where uh, varying maid cafes have like full on gang territory wars with each other. Right. Great. Great. Yeah. 
um, uh, it, it uh, it's kind of in the same vein as like the licorice recoil, um, or or other like cute girls doing John Wick violence. Uh, Hideo Kojima's favorite anime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Kojima Sensei, he knows what's up. Oh yeah, he knows what's up. But uh, okay, so the maids wear boxer briefs. Uh, well, there's they do a whole bit in one of the episodes where. One of one of the maids uh, admits to wearing boxer briefs because they're uh, more comfortable and easy to do like kung fu moves in, uh, even yeah. though it's not part of their uniform, which specifies True. what kind of underwear they're supposed to wear. Right, which is that's really weird. Yeah, really weird. Uh, um, I, I just find it. It's a, just a nice touch. It's a breath of fresh air. You know, it's like. Uh, uh, what, why why wouldn't you? Boxer briefs are fucking cool and good. Uh, I'm a huge boxer oh, what briefs was the, um, uh, fan. Uh, Kaguya-sama, uh, which is the first time that I've brought this show up on this uh, on this podcast. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they have that really funny bit about how only man sluts wear boxer briefs. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> okay. There's a couple. I, okay. I won't talk too much about this. There, uh, I read a, a, a gag comic. It's just a series of like short uh, chapters, like three, four chapters. It's sort of like a, a sex comedy thing called Oshimai. And this is in a, in a similar vein. It's short sex comedy uh, chapters, but they always take the joke in a direction you would not expect. Okay, so I really not appreciate to be, it as well. Uh, not to be confused with Onimai, Now I'm Your Sister. Absolutely not. <laughs> Nothing like that. It's it's really funny. It's really funny and cute. And it's got one of the best artist comics, insert comics things, that I've ever seen. Where the, the, the artist is getting into bed with his wife. And they're like, okay, good night. And they turn off the light. And <laughs> they lie there. And he's, he's wide awake. And his wife goes, can you... Can you draw normal manga? And... <laughs> And he doesn't respond, and he just stares up at the moon through the window. <laughs> it's really, it's a really good. Well, it's a really I'm good just bit. imagining okay. that scene from the first Harry Potter movie where he's like staring out his dorm room at the moon. It's like, yeah, uh, man, yeah, yeah. can't you just draw normal manga? Yeah, can't you please? Uh, okay, it's it's a good one. It's a good comedy. Uh, okay, next. I read Go Go Loser Ranger, Sentai Daishi Kaku. Now, this has uh, been running for a while. I think we're almost up to 100 chapters. We're getting there. Um, I really like this one. This starts off as a kind of a very broad uh, Super Sentai pastiche, uh-huh. Power Rangers parody, basically, where, like... Uh, we have invaders of earth right uh, and every sunday they fight uh the f- the five super sentai rangers in a big arena and this is sort of pr- uh presented to us as like they're they're really actually fighting these alien guys but it's become so routine that like people show up and watch and it's like there's sponsors and advertisers and stuff uh-huh. okay all right which is it's just fun and we get uh, the first taste we get of these like henchmen, they reveal that uh, the Sentai Rangers obliterated all the actual bad guys a long time ago, and basically enslaved the henchmen race uh, in order to like prolong these battles so that they can be celebrities and 
like get Ooh, lots of that's brand meaty. deals and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. And these guys uh, are they're pretty wimpy. They have the ability to uh, change their appearance, and so each week uh, they choose one of the one of the uh, nameless henchmen to turn into uh, like a big lion guy, or, or you know the the random like you know Power uh, sure, Ranger. Sure, sure. They of just the week. they they turn a mook into the big monster of the week. Yes, they come down. They allow the the Sentai Rangers to just kick the shit out of them. And uh, they they're incredibly weak, right? They're just henchmen. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They can't really fight. In fact, when you hit them too hard, they just turn to dust. I mean, you and, know, like float away. The linchpin of all these Sentai shows is having a good villain, right? Uh, not everybody can yeah. have a Rita Repulsa. From Power Rangers fans out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one henchman, henchman D. Oh yeah, love the D. Uh, I love that D. Yeah, yeah henchman D. That's my boy right oh, there. Oh yeah. When the story starts, he is embittered. He feels humiliated and, and diminished as a as a person. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He feels uh, rightly so that these rangers are killing them over and over again, and it's perverse. And he his pride is shattered, and he can't take it anymore. Right. Right. And now this initiates uh, what I would describe as something similar to uh, the boys. Okay, I yeah. Well, I have a lot of mixed feelings about the boys. I know. Now this is a, it's a superficial comparison. I will yeah. say that we go in a lot of very different directions. Uh, so what is he? Is like he's a henchman, and his whole thing is trying to take down supers while being non superpowered. Yes, he in one of the fights after they're supposed to be defeated, he decides like he gets back up and tries to fight again, and they're like, hey, um, you you're just a henchman what the fuck do you think you're doing and he's like i'm sick of, i'm sick of this you kill me every week I, I can't take this anymore uh and so they just blast him into dust but instead of drifting back into their fortress he shapeshifts into a little boy and runs away okay and begins plotting how to infiltrate the rangers um to get his revenge and th- this is really fucking cool. The way that this proceeds is, uh, I assure you, not the way you would expect. It begins uh, an exploration of, like, what does it mean to, like, want to uh, conquer the world once you've, once you've begun exploring what that world is actually like, you know, and, and tasting what it's like to have a, a more normal life mm-hmm. and, to, and to meet people that uh, aren't trying to kill you and like have sympathy for you and and what it what it's like to have a a goal and like people to protect and all this stuff it's it's really really cool and interesting i really like it i think we are now at a point where there are certain clashes where obviously the character is very confused because they develop feelings and and friendships and and a new perspective on the world and they they've changed as a as a person right Mm -hmm. and so they're very confused but i feel like as their character's confusion has grown uh maybe the author's confusion has grown about like where this story is supposed to go but i still think it is a great ride there's some really good art there's some really great gags uh it's fun and it's emotional and it's interesting it's really really fucking cool it's very cool yeah. Uh, go go loser ranger! I uh, fucking love you. I'm into it. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, sounds kind of like it's really uh, great. It's giving me the way you describe it's giving me the same vibes as 
a lot of the better parts of Venture Brothers on Adult Swim that I like. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. Which does a lot of the same, like, humanizing the background, like, henchman characters and giving them their own motivations and personalities. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that sounds cool. I like that. Yes. I, I really like it. Uh, check it out. All right. I will. Uh, okay. Now we've got a now I've got a kind of a run here and this is let's say it's the uh uh this is the the squishy love block. Sure. Uh <laughs> in a general sense. I'm going to run through these pretty quick. Okay. All right. We've got Okay, check check this shit out. We've got Tiger won't eat dragon yet. Uh, this is a fun comic. Now is that uh, is that title literal? Uh yes. <laughs> it is very literal. Uh, 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 in a world devoid of humans, it's not really important. It's sort of like, you know, it's just considered we're out in nature. Um, there's a dragon who is pretty young dragon and he's hunting along the ground and a big white tiger jumps out and fucking catches his leg and just gets his fucking leg, pulls him down to the ground and is just going to like rip out its throat. But uh, the dragon appears as a, a little guy, and he goes, "Hey, I'm I'm just a little guy. Hey, I'm, I'm just, just a little don't guy. Don't kill me. I'm I'm a little guy. Hey, it, it's it's my birthday. You wouldn't eat a guy on his birthday, right?" <laughs> and the tiger goes, "Oh, okay. All right, all and right." Drags the drags the dragon back to uh, her cave, and kind of keeps him there for a while. Hot. Yeah. It's cool, and she, she's, they are, they are both, uh, and all the animals in the story, and there are other animals, surprise, surprise, sort of have this, like, pseudo-anthropomorphization thing going on, where they are literally the animals, but they are occasionally depicted as, like, people, Mm -hmm. and, you know, she's, like, (laughs) uh, she's sort of like a, a fat titty lady, uh, but she's yeah. but she's really interesting, and their dynamic becomes interesting. Where the dragon is sort of uh, uh, he's he's playful and a little sadistic and a little kind of trickstery, um, and the and the tiger is very sincere um, and like you know very simple uh, and doesn't really understand that they're like developing kind of these interesting feelings for each other. And the story evolves from there. You know, uh, these things, these two predators that should be at each other's throats uh, begin developing a, a very unnatural uh, relationship in in a in a you know doggy dog world. Right? Sure, it's simple simple premise. It's fantastic. <clears throat> the art's fantastic. It goes in weird directions. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That that one's legitimately good. Now we've got a gross one. This one's called Name with a period at the end <laughs> oh, for some no, reason. Oh no, I already feel skeeved out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, this we we enter Name. Uh, the main character uh, is just uh, been confessed to by the girl of his dreams, and he gets together with her, and they're beginning this beautiful relationship. All right. What the girl doesn't know is that the boy is being paid by another girl so that she can lick his sweat. After class. Well, I don't see anything abnormal about that. You didn't do that in high school? She is <laughs> she is uh, into his sweat. I don't know what okay, it is hold about on. the so, sweat. So she's <laughs> not... This is just a third party that says, uh, I don't care that you're dating this other girl. I want to pay you to let me lick your sweat. Yes. In fact, she is pretty sadistic in that she likes torturing him and in, in, in threatening him to ex, to expose their relationship to his girlfriend. 
Uh, and she, you know, the sweat licking is the weird part, but she's also, there is also definitely like a sadomasochism going on here where she likes dominating him. Right. Well, I mean, is there a reason that, that he's not a piece of shit? Because he could just say no. <laughs> He he is he is mentally dominated. Like he is under her control. Also, she fucking she does the thing. This is so fucking hard. She goes so hard. Fuck it. When she finishes like licking his sweat, she fucking tosses him like a bunch of crumpled up dollar bills and is like, "Here, clean yourself up, dollar." <laughs> it's so fucking hard. It goes so hard. She is so fucking fucked up. Uh, it, this is a really weird one. Now you could you could imagine a world where this goes uh, in like a mysterious girlfriend X direction. I'm in love with her. But it's it's more evil than that. It is definitely a lot more evil. Uh, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's a weird one. Uh, I picked this one up kind of at random, and it's it's uh, I don't know. It's it's bending my brain in some unhealthy ways. Yeah, I don't know. I I just don't see it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to something much better. I read something called Bathroom Guwa. Okay. Well, <laughs> now Guma, this already Guma. gives me red flags. What's this one about? Now the, yeah, I know this is the t- this is a title that should have been the last one, but in fact this one is an extraordinarily beautifully well drawn, extremely imaginatively paneled, uh, uh, short story collection um, with true like literary aspirations. Uh, this is like a legitimate piece of art. Uh, <laughs> This is short stories set in in summer about love and lost love and meaningful connections between people. And it's really, really beautiful. There's a touch of like magical realism in each story. But this is like like legitimate art. Oh, well, okay. It kind, I mean, it kind you're already doesn't off to a bad with start with me because I cannot relate to like uh, whimsy or human emotions in general. Yeah, too much emotional honesty and you kind of <laughs> shut down. I know. Uh, this one might not be for you. But for other people, like, this is this is something that is... Uh, we talk a lot about some trash. Look, there's a lot of trash out there. Uh, we're not going to make bones okay, about it. A lot uh, of it's the funny trash, you bring that up because uh, I recently like. read an interesting statistic that uh, half, like 50% of all anime ever produced was made after 2010 and if you know how much anime is out there like it's not surprising that so much of it is trash who boy that is a very sad statistic right yeah well i think it's pretty safe to say bathroom guwa is never going to get an anime because it's like smart and emotionally interesting and adult and it has complications to it and it it's really really fantastic in a way that most of the almost 99% of the stuff we talk about here is not it is like really good i cannot stress that enough okay last summer vacation this is a short story about two girls who find themselves in a very precarious situation uh one girl is sort of uh uh, uh, a misfit loner. The other girl is like the class Madonna. She's the perfect girl, right? Right. Our main character is the more of the loner girl, the dark loner girl. She she drinks vodka out of a water bottle in class. Uh, she lives alone because her parents abandoned her. Uh, she's like does not like people, um, but she is weirdly attracted to this perfect girl. Um, and one day, 
she goes uh, over to the perfect girl's house. Um, it's the last day of class. She's forgotten something in class, so uh, our our vodka swilling girl is going over to deliver it to her. And she decides to take a shortcut through the park. Uh, in the park, she happens to stumble upon a uh, 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 Honda a Honda Scion. Oh is that hell what those yeah, are baby! The, the, the the blocky yeah. cars, remember those block cars? Scion. It was a Scion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember those cars. Yeah. Uh, they had the weird little like back uh, passenger, back passenger window that was like a wraparound window. Yes, and in fact th- that window. Now that window, she looks at, at the car and she doesn't notice at first, but that window is covered in bloody handprints. Oh shit! And out steps our perfect girl who notices our imperfect girl almost immediately and walks over and goes like, Hey, uh, what's up my dude? Uh, uh, what's going on now? This could go very dark, but in fact, it kind of enters, uh, a very cute ish borderline dark cute. This is sort of like the gap Moe thing we were talking about. Their relationship develops in a positive way from there. Uh, she decides that she's going to shield this girl from the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of go on like a Thelma and Louise thing. And, and it ends up in a very Thelma and Louise uh, uh, direction. And it's really well done. It's a very short story. Uh, both of the girls develop in interesting ways. There's there's complications there. They're not what they seem. I, I really liked it. This is just a short kind of summer love story. Okay, I'm into uh, that. With some really great dark shit in it. Uh, you know, uh, totally unrelated, but now that you bring up Thelma and Louise, uh, I've been cooking up. I'll bring it up uh, maybe after I give it some more thought, but uh, Thelma and Louise Isekai, wouldn't that be something? You mean like after they, they drive off the yeah, cliff? Yeah, they drive off the <laughs> cliff, and then instead of, you know, uh, dying in a, in a bloody explosion at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, uh, <laughs> they get to go to a fantastical fantasy world where they're the saviors. That's dope. I love that. Love to see it. <laughs> love to see it. Susan Sarandon, uh, hit me Okay. Up. All right. Next one. This is more trash. All right. My girlfriend gives me goosebumps. <laughs> she gives me goosebumps too, bud. <laughs> this is a character who apparently when he was a kid, uh, the beginning of Antichrist happens to him. He fucking crawls out a window and like falls <laughs> uh, and what splats a dumbass. on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Man, babies are stupid. Babies are dumb as fuck, dude. But he's he survives, and apparently that was such a an adrenaline rush to him as a baby that he becomes like addicted to like fear and uh, uh, suspense. Okay, uh, all and right. His life becomes his life becomes pretty boring to him because he's constantly trying to th- find things that are uh, scarier and weirder. Um, to like okay, get so his heart he's going. Okay, so he's an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, a little bit, but more than that, it's like more kind of a fear thing, because uh, he's not like doing bungee jumping or whatever. Uh, he's going to haunted houses at night and stuff like that. And uh, one day he like he bumps into a girl, and it's a very inconsequential thing. Um, her uh, this girl's friend is like cursing her out, mm-hmm. and he kind of helps her out. Sure, and they don't even exchange you know names or whatever. He just goes on his way. Uh, a year later, he's entered high school. This girl is in his class. Oh, boy. Yeah. And she's, like, you know, into him. And he can kind of tell. Uh, and he's, and he's like, not really that interested in a relationship because, you know, it's not scary enough, right? Mm-hmm. Until after school that day, he bumps into the friend that was cursing the girl out. 
and she says, I need to talk to you. Okay. All right. They walk away um, to like a, a park so that they can talk in secret. And the girl goes, that chick, she's a fucking psycho. Like that chick uh, took over my life and basically like emotionally enslaved me. And the only way I could get out of it was like being becoming so aggressive with her that she left me alone. Do not get involved with her. She will ruin your life. And this fucking flips a switch. In oh, the yeah. Boy. No, this he's gives like, him an instant boner, doesn't it? Yes. He's like, hell <laughs> yes, dog. He tells her straight to her face. He's like, oh, I am into that. Oh, wow. Uh, it's funny that you brought up my specific fetish. Yeah, and it's good thing he does, too, because basically he turns around and she's watching him from behind a tree, like, like full on. And he, like, you know, they go to talk and he's like, listen, I have, like, some, uh, I have some serious feelings for you. I think we should just get together. And she's like, cool, because actually, like, to tell the truth, I have been stalking you for, like, the last year. I know where you live. I know the names of your parents and family. Um, I've been in your room. Uh, I transferred to this school specifically to be with you. Uh, and this is all like cranking him up, man. He is so into it. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if this girl's going to kill me, but I want to find out. Uh, <laughs> and he goes for it, man. He goes for it. And I got to give it up. I respect that. I respect it. You know what? You got to go for it when you're into it. That's that's a, that's yeah. a given. And uh, it progresses from there. And I really I like assume it. that this can only end with him dying at her hand. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, uh, you know what? I don't think she wants to kill him. Um, seems like she just wants to be his girlfriend right now. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see. I'm into uh, that. I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> We've got... Uh, Two more. Yeah. We've got Baina. Now, in the in the bathroom Guwa uh, way, this is also like an actual true piece of art. This is uh, set in, uh, I think, early 1800s Japan. Um, it's about uh, a male prostitute who has you know, lost, recently lost his brother to uh, disease. Uh-huh. Uh, he's being, uh, you know, mistreated basically like beaten and, and uh raped every night by this horrible man sounds fun um and one day it's uh it's intense and one day they bring like a creature back with them and they're they're intending to like show it off in like a freak circus and he discovers you know they t- they tell him hey you got to take care of this thing and he discovers it's not like a creature it's it's like a a, a guy it's just a guy it's just a guy yeah, who's obviously been rough living. He's like, you know, hair down to his ankles. Uh, he can't really talk. Uh, he's uh, he, he communicates mostly by growling. Mm-hmm. They keep a fucking bit in his mouth and everything. Uh, and he develops, you know, sympathy for this uh, this guy. And as you can imagine, one day uh, they, he finally gets the nerve to escape, and they 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 run off together. And this kind of begins. Uh, a romance between them that's really fraught because uh, you know this guy's our main character is carrying a lot of guilt about uh, the way his brother died of illness and his complete inability to take care of him and and living essentially in poverty his whole life and not knowing if he can he can help this person at all. There's an interesting twist where. Uh, everybody calls this kind of feral guy uh, an oni, right? An ogre. Yeah, and he does have a big, like, divot 
in his forehead. So we're kind of like, what, what, what's what's going on there? Mm-hmm. And it proceeds uh, in, in a in a very kind of fraught, emotionally intense love story between these two guys, um, set against this backdrop of a, a, a let's say a, a very anti-homosexual uh, setting, uh, as you could imagine. It life is very rough for them, um, but like coming together and supporting each other like gives them the will to live, right? Right. It's that kind of story. That um, sounds interesting. It is really, really great. Well, you know, it's it's we don't talk a, li- a lot, or I don't think we've ever talked about like boys love, like yaoi stuff uh, before. I've mentioned some, yeah. like Hikaru ga Shindanatsu, yeah. uh, which is one of my favorite comics right now, is a is a BL. It's this one is a lot a lot more intense. It is like this this is a, an adult sass comic. You know, I I have to be honest. Like I am still just now getting over a lot of my more juvenile like high school inclinations about reading uh, boys love stuff. But there's some sure, good stuff out sure. there. Like I've seen some stuff. Descendants of Darkness was one of the early ones that kind of kind of got me into the genre. Um, uh, so I'm sure. I'm interested in talking about this um, and and reading into it more. This is really really great. It's almost I almost it's hard to even say this is your typical BL because this really is like a, a, a an exploration about uh, two characters discovering themselves and, and like uh, their love saving each other from an extremely harsh world and it is treated not like you know a trash romance comics well that's <laughs> this is treated what very very real trying to get at it is like a, a lot of the feeling with these stuff is that it comes off as like uh you know fetishizing homosexuality in in a way you know i don't think it's yes. i don't think it's uh uncommon knowledge within the anime community that boys love stuff is mostly marketed towards and sold to a like straight female uh populace yes we would the quote-unquote fujoshi yeah um yes and so when when you have like an actual interesting romance and story to tell uh without leaning too much into fetishizing it i i really appreciate that um when it comes up because it doesn't come up often yeah this is this is uh, more uh, more Brokeback Mountain than it is uh, given. All right, all right, yeah. Put it in American terms for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, th- that is again. Wait, no. Work a baseball reference in there. I am straight. Uh, go Giants. <laughs> uh, so that one's like again a truly beautiful, an actual piece of art. Feels weird to even like read something like that after this entire fucking list I've been talking about. There's one more, and this is uh, not quite uh, not quite the same, but in a, in a kind of uh, more in, in more on that side than it is the other. Uh, I read one called Super Baby. Love the title. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is not Boss Baby. It's Super Baby. Okay, it's a different. And this thing. is not um, Baby Geniuses. Not baby geniuses. No, uh, nobody's really a genius in this story. Is anybody a baby? Only in an emotional way, I have to say. I'm not sure if that's uh, better we or worse. Are, <laughs> our main character is uh, a Gyaru girl. Okay. And this is a, re- unlike a lot of manga and anime, uh, this is really sympathetic to uh, uh, the Gyaru girl. It gives her a lot of internality. Without trying to make excuses about the Gyaru stereotype, it's not trying to be like, oh, she's not like those other girls. 
uh, she is unapologetically a, a Giara girl, and 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 it explores that in like, a, hey, these are these are real people, and there are look at all the really interesting ways that this person lives their life and chooses to live that way because it makes them happy. Yeah, right. And, well, and that's I like a really, recurring really theme in a lot that. of these types of manga is that, uh, um, you know, be the person that makes you happy to be, right? Yes, yes. And she she is uh, notably, uh, the characters in this manga are all adults. They are like actual oh, adults. Oh, God, I like, love that. I know. Real jobs and shit. She is an, uh, an adult-ass adult. This is instantly going to the top of my read list. Yes. In fact, there's a part in a, one, of the, one, of her, one of her mini conflicts is that she, uh, she's kind of despairing because now that she's uh, more professional in her life and she's getting older, she feels like uh, a kind of pressure to tone down her Gyaru into something that's a little more manageable uh, for everyday life. Uh, she still goes f- fucking full on, but oh, like, sure. you know, it, you, you gotta, you gotta kind of adult it up a little bit at some point. In now your life, for those, um, confused here, Gyaru is kind of like, um, I don't know. It's like a whole permutation of the Valley girl aesthetic. Am I, would you agree with that? Uh, no, I would say it is. Uh, it is much more it's almost like uh it's almost like female drag <laughs> but yeah like, actually that's uh, a good way to not, put it it's women doing doing female drag yeah yeah it's a whole subculture it's it's very interesting exaggerated think, makeup uh, you know yes. uh, big loud uh outfits kind of like doing the whole fashionista thing um, yes, they're often very tan. Yeah. They 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 very heavy. You know the the uh, double eyelid tape. I would say lots that it's kind of, of like the the modern huge hair. The modern evolution of like the '90s Ganguro girl. Uh, you're yes, yeah. it is. Um, and there's even sort of like an an aspect of like a '70s hippie in it. A little, a little bit. bit, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's what we're talking about. Yes, and there is a really, really great sequence where we actually follow her panel for panel through her entire like routine, which I thought was really great. Uh, it is it, so she's per, she's portrayed very sympathetically, which I really, really like because uh, a lot of times when Giaru are evoked, it is uh, uh, let me not mince words, deeply misogynist. Uh-huh, you you think? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, manga is not good with uh, depicting women who are confident about themselves in their own presentation. Well, you know, uh, it, it <laughs> depends on the author, obviously, but there's a fine line yes. between uh, representing it authentically to the like social and fashion movement, and and just writing a character as like a a dumb bimbo type, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And and this is, this is a very authentic take on that character. And she is, you know, the main character and we're following her and she (laughs) falls in love sort of uh, almost on a whim with a a very plain guy who works at her favorite grocery store. Why is it always the super plain guys? In this way, I think it's because she's dated like a sequence of like, very stereotypical assholes uh and i think subconsciously for her this is like uh, escaping from a cycle of of bad bad relationships um and he's cute and uh they have a cute inner there's a very good meet cute early on and that's what you know kicks it off Mm -hmm. and she like very aggressively courts him and he is like uh, very intimidated by her uh so it takes them a while to get together but 
their relationship is really, really refreshing in terms of like, you know, our, our rom-com, our rom-com heap. Uh, they, they have a very honest way of interacting with each other. He's a little more than, than what he seems on the outside. You know, he, he has more internality than we usually get from a rom-com character. There is something really, really great, A, about adults dating. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and B, uh, I can't state that enough. I really like yeah, that the story is I about really adults. Like that. Yes, and, and B, a, a woman who is not shy about what she wants and, and is, like, completely willing to go out of her way to get it, it's just it's really refreshing well, it's, it's really great you know super baby fantastic when you were describing this to me the other day the first thing that came to mind is that it was giving me a legally blonde vibes yes i i do think there is a little bit of a legally blonde vibe to it well yeah you know it's uh it's about a a confident uh, professional woman who knows what she wants to be and how she wants to present herself and and getting uh getting ahead Right. Yes, and and defying very intensely defying the stereotypes that people are constantly yes. applying to her. Yes, uh, I love that. I I want to see more of that. I I love it too. I love her. I love the comic. I, I'm just I'm really really into the whole thing. It's fantastic. Okay. Oh, okay. That was it. That was all wow. the stuff that you've been reading. Uh, pretty much. I got one more, but uh, we'll talk about that in a second. All right. Let's take a break, and then and then we'll get back into it for the for the final yeah. segment. So listen, um, I I didn't just read a, a truly disgusting amount of manga recently. I, I also watched some things. Now, we talked a lot about the opening of the summer season, and, and when we get a few more of the current shows uh, under our belt, I do want to talk about like what's worth watching, what's trash. I would like to get there. Um, but we might do that. This has already gone way too long. It's gone uh, a little too long. I do want to mention, gone a little too long. Uh, I've I did watch, don't know why, please don't ask me, but I did watch Fate Strange Fake. My judgment of you is is infinite and disappointed. Yes, I have a strange history with Fate. Uh, almost in spite of myself, I did end up watching like more than a few of these anime adaptations. I really can't tell you why. I, I, it's like, it's a, it's a mental illness. Uh, just straight up your brain is broken and there's nothing you can do about it so you may as well embrace it (laughs) i mean i wouldn't be watching and reading this much anime if my brain wasn't broken so what i wanted to do i'm proposing uh it's not a game it's more of a trap i've laid a trap for you oh okay this is a jigsaw style like uh (laughs) do you want to play a game yes do you want to play a game i do i really do great because this is gonna have high stakes now if you're not familiar fate series is about characters summoning real 
uh, historical figures to do anime battles against each other. That's, I mean, that's really, yeah, there's it, not know, too much You know, I more. can't envision that being in poor taste in any way. That seems like the perfect <laughs> anime. Oh, yeah. No, it's fantastic. Ed, you would not believe the breadth and depth from which they pull, especially in the, the gotcha version of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, hey, first of all, all my money is already going to horse girls, so don't try and get me on another gotcha game. Basically, what I'm going to do is uh, we have groups here from each anime. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you some of them, and I'm going to mix in a, a, a handful of the very few f historical figures who have not appeared in Fate. Uh, and you're going to have to guess which ones do not belong. And I will give you bonus points if you can decide... Uh, uh, which ones have been gender bent or not because that is a big part uh, of the show is turning these historical figures into cute anime girls <laughs> now the obviously the most uh, famous one is uh, King Arthur appears quite a lot in all of these series as you would um, expect King Arthur yes is a cute anime girl so that's going to be our free spot okay Oh, you've set up like a bingo style thing? No, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you that's the one everybody Okay, knows. all right, I all can't right. give you that. <laughs> uh, you know, so, I, see, I thought we would go even a level deeper, and I would tell you, because they, they summon as classes. Oh. King Arthur is a cute anime girl, and she is referred to as Saber, because she belongs to the Saber class, uh, for example. But I'm not going to get I too I find that reductive it. and insulting. Well, a w super weird aspect of the Fates series is that they never refer to them as their name, only as their class. Wait, so why. they summon it's... in the spirits of these, like, amazing historical figures and then do not refer to them by name? Uh, I mean, it happens because rules get broken all the time in this series, but they're not supposed to. Okay, all right, that doesn't make any sense yeah, to me, but whatever. I, let's I uh, let's get on with I it. I know, it's it's The show's running long weird, already. Yeah. Let's, get, let's get this over okay. with. Okay. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to break this down. Now, I have to tell you, there is a punishment to this game. Oh, no. What are the stakes? I think you can already guess. Ugh. If you fail to get the fake ones, you are going to have to watch the series that they no! come from. Oh, uh, you can't yeah. put that on me in addition to the yeah. summer lineup. I'm putting it on you. I'm putting it on you, my friend. Ah, shit. Sorry. Okay, all right. That's how we play the game. Okay, all right, you kaiju motherfucker. Let's do this. We're going to do this shit. All right, I'm going to just jump right into it. The first one, the famous one, the OG, Fate, Stay Night. Uh, if you are familiar with the series, I'm not breaking it down based on uh, roots, okay? So we're not doing Infinite Blade Works or whatever the fuck. All right. This is just over overall. Oh, well, thank God. We already know King Arthur is a cute anime girl, so I'm taking that off the list. Now I'm going to list them. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, just give it to me. All right. <laughs> Let's get this over with, game man. We have a we have summoned our our heroes to battle. First in the lineup, Merlin. That's right, Merlin has been summoned. Okay. Second in the lineup, we have summoned Hercules. <laughs> Third up, we've got the famous Irish hero that we all know, Ku Kulain. Fourth up, uh, from the famous uh, historical. <laughs> Uh, epic of India, Parvati. Fifth up, the the famed uh, Greek hero, Aristotle. <laughs> uh, sixth up, the famed hero, Bedivere. And uh, one final, the famed hero, 
Gilgamesh. Okay. All right. Uh, Merlin, Kukulain, Medusa, Bedivere, Aristotle, Parvati, and Gilgamesh. Uh, all right. All right. Um... Well, okay, Gilgamesh is absolutely a character because we know that's already in the Japanese pop culture, like, uh, you know, zeitgeist because of the the famous, uh, you know, metal band Gilgamesh, uh, as made famous true, true. by the meme. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Real cool guy. Uh, Merlin, uh, absolutely a character. There's no way they're not going to be that basic. Uh, so that's out. Yeah, he's dope. Um uh Medusa I think is 100% uh, a character in this in this anime because she already has <laughs> like a built-in shonen power with her stone vision. Aristotle, I'm going to say yes just because manga likes seeming smarter than it actually is. They love that uh, shit. which is Aristotle's whole thing. <laughs> this show loves pretending it's super smart. Yeah. I have to say. Uh, uh <laughs> that is a clue. Uh, uh, Bedivere yes because you said that King Arthur is like a major part of this whole series and there's no way they're not including the rest of the round table Um, so I think that Bedivere is absolutely a character and that leaves Parvati and Kukulain as the outliers I say they're the fakes they're the fakes all right. Well, I will say uh, I only put one fake in here. You said two. Do you want to? Ch- you said two fakes. I, I put one fake in this one because the first show has uh, surprisingly little here. Okay. Well, you lied to me. You said two fakes. If there's only <laughs> one, then I think it's uh, I think it's Parvati because the Japanese are really racist against Indians. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is a good one. Okay, and do you want to, for the bonus point, do you want to guess if any of these characters are gender-bent? Ooh, okay. Uh, Merlin, 100% gender-bent. That is a girl character. Um, oh, uh, I'm not saying if any of them are. I'm just saying you can you can throw it out there for bonus yes, points. Yes, no, I'm, I'm saying Merlin for sure. Uh, I'm also going to say Gilgamesh. Uh, along with Bedivere. Who, I'm sorry to say, none of these are gender bent. God damn and it! In fact, the fake one is Aristotle what? Parvati, the what? <laughs> the wife, the wife of Shiva, the Hindu god, is in fact a summonable hero in <laughs> the first season, uh, the famous Fates Day Night. Oh no, Aristotle! No, he's a fake. Oh, oh no. shit! I, uh, I well, uh, I botched that one. Oh man. Okay. Well, man, you know what? You get. You get a bit of a clue there. Uh, all right. Now we're going to move on to <laughs> oh, okay. Fate Zero. Oh, shit. There's uh, multiple Fate rounds. Zero. This is a tournament. Yeah, that's right. Fate Zero. The actually the good one. So I don't know. <laughs> Wait, who says that? that? Who says this is the good one? Where are you getting that Me. from? Me. I like that one. <laughs> I think that one is the good one. All right. We are going to go fallen. into it. Ready? All right. all right. Now, Fate Zero is a... Uh, uh, slightly smaller list again um but i will put two fakes in here let's see i did seven for the last one 
So I'll do uh, I'll do seven for this one. Okay. How's that sound? All right. So you know right. you don't fucking gaslight me this time. There's two fakes. Right. There are two fakes. Okay. Now this is a prequel series. In case that gives you any any clues or whatever, it doesn't. Uh, to be honest, I smoked weed instead of going to my college history class. <laughs> that is very unfortunate. Though I will tell you, if you had just smoked weed and played video games, you probably would have gotten a better history lesson than uh, <laughs> most schools will offer. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Give it to me. I'll type these in. All right. Number one. <laughs> Give it to me, a buddy, hero daddy. is summoned. The infamous Gilles de Ray. What? Number one hero. Okay. We are summoning number two hero, the famous, not infamous, uh, martyr, Jean d'Arc. Or, yeah, I don't know either of these people, either from fiction or reality. You don't know who Joan of Arc is? Oh, oh, I thought you said John Dark. Jean d'Arc. Uh, yes, Jean d'Arc. Who is sometimes called John Dark by people who are trying to be clever with their uh, alliterations? Oh, um, yeah, I don't like that, and I like it. No, I don't. I don't like that either. Uh, if you don't know somebody, I will. I will tell you. I'll try to give you the one sentence summary of. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, Gilles Deray is uh, someone who uh, fought in, uh, alongside Jean Dark in her campaign against the English. Uh, he was later. Uh, I think he had his head cut off. Uh, they accused him of practicing dark magic, <laughs> which, you know, bad, bad stuff. Uh, also, totally unoriginal ending for a lot of French revolutionaries. It's not great. It's, they don't have a great record. Uh, so that's that's a real they're both real people. OK. All right. In a similar vein, uh, we're going to go. We're going to kind of stick with the thing. Napoleon Bonaparte. Do you know who Napoleon is? Uh, no, I've never heard of Napoleon Bonaparte <laughs> okay. or the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah, he's a pretty famous uh, French hero. Uh, so I thought I would throw three French. OK, hold on. Hold on. Right uh, uh, do the French consider Napoleon a hero? Well, you know, he does have a lot of movies made about him. <laughs> All right. Let's switch gears here. The fourth Hero is summoned, Enkidu, uh, one of the most famous uh, Mesopotamian gods. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, we all know Enkidu. Of course. Uh, Shaka, yeah, when yeah. the walls fell. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's shift gears again. Number five, uh, <laughs> Richard the Lionheart. Now, he's a piece of shit Englishman, so we've really kind of stretched you know, as uh, back in the other as direction. As we've established on this show repeatedly, uh, the English are fundamentally ridiculous people that you should not take seriously. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, make what you, what you will from that. <laughs> All right. The sixth summon hero appears. It's Zhu Lang. The famous Chinese hero. Oh, yeah. No, we all learned about him yeah. in American history class. Well, I learned about him, you know, from, like, <laughs> cool Chinese action movies <laughs> and, like, uh, video games and stuff. Yeah, but, but you were yes. a little weirdo that didn't have a good time in high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was ups and downs. <laughs> all right. Let's see. That was six. The seventh summoned hero all right, last one. is, of course, Iskandir. Hmm. Do you, are you familiar with Iskandir? Not at all. 
Again, uh, I went to an American high school. <laughs> he is some kind called Alexander. Oh, Alexander the Great? Is that who you're talking about? Uh, he, uh, Alec, the city of Alexandria is named after him. Okay, if yeah. that gives you a All clue. All right, well, you know, uh, now that you've dumbed it down for me, uh, of course I know who Alexander the fucking Great is. Sorry, I... I, I, I I'm not trying to trick you here. No, okay. of course not. <laughs> no, of course not. Our final, our eighth hero from Fate Zero is Ishtar. Hmm. Do you know who Ishtar is? Yes, yes. Pe- Mesopotamian god of love and war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the big titty lady. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, you know, you know, I may not know how to read, but uh, I did really like the pictures in in Neil Gaiman Sandman series. Oh, is that where you? <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense. All right, I think that was, we gave I gave you eight heroes. All right, all right. Uh, okay, all right. I'm gonna say uh, that. Hmm. I'm gonna say uh, Gilderay and uh. Hmm. Oh, this is a tough one. There's two. There's definitely two. I I gave you two. Definitely. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say Gilderay and um. Uh, Zhuglang. Uh, I. Everything else is totally plausible for showing up in this series. Uh, I've got to say. I, I will say. Uh, I, obviously, I might be a little biased, but every I have, I have gone to great lengths to give you people who are all pretty pretty likely to have appeared at well, some okay, point. Okay, so like Enkidu, uh, I assume is in there because they already have Gilgamesh as a character. Um, uh, there's no way they're not pulling uh, Richard the Lionheart or Alexander the Great. Uh, Maybe Ishtar uh, is an outlier just because that is an explicitly fictional character. Uh, You know, that is a god, not like an actual person. There are occasional, uh, quote-unquote, fictional characters. Well, yeah, that's what throws throws shade on the whole thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, Merlin wasn't a real guy. I'm going to say Enkidu is 100% a gender-bent character. Um... Uh, as well as Richard the Lionheart, who is probably named, like, uh, I don't know, Rukia Lionheart or something? I don't know. <laughs> Riku. Yeah. Riku-chan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that your final answer? That's my final answers. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm so sorry. You came really close. God damn the, it. The correct fakes are Napoleon no, what? and Richard the Lionheart. What? Yeah, sorry. I know. Okay, I know. well, first I, of all, I, that just proves that I am better at pulling characters for this series than than the authors are. I know. I know. Hey, I'm giving it up. Now, you came really close because I did give you a, uh, a point for Enkidu being gender-bent because Enkidu is kind of presented as, like, gender... Like uh, agender? Yeah, kind of agendered a little bit. Uh, Non-binary-ish. Okay. Uh, but unfortunately, you did get two wrong there. Damn. So, uh, Fate Zero, who boy. All right. Oh, no. Well. Oh, no. All right. Now, here we go. What else here you we got? Go. Fate Apocrypha. Ready? Yeah, give it to me. Now, it's funny because I do have to el- eliminate some because, like, Gilles de Ray is a real one and appears in Fate Apocrypha as well. So, we do have to get rid of that. Uh, <laughs> we've killed off that. Bedivere uh, appears again for some reason. Bedivere, very popular. 
Well, sure. You know, all of the knights of the round table are easy to pull from, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Well, and like I said, King Arthur obviously is the mascot character of the of the series of the entire series. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna mix it up here a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. Now this one has a couple more bizarre uh, choices. So uh, this one might be a little tougher. All right. All right. You put down your summoning seal, and the first character that steps out is the famous hero of history, William Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, (laughs) These are really cracking me up. These are really funny ones. I'm imagining Shakespeare writing like a 15th century stage play of these stupid (laughs) fucking anime battles. Oh, yeah. You know he has like magic paper powers. Absolutely. Like um, like the chick from Read or Die, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hero 2 is summoned. Pope Innocent III steps out of the magic circle. <laughs> yes, the Pope who led the Children's Crusade. <laughs> he steps away. Uh, he will fight for you in a, in a death game battle royale. <laughs> uh, okay. Third hero, your hand lets go of the magic key, and Jack the Ripper appears in front of you. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I, I don't even need to debate about that one. That one's definitely real for sure. Anime fucking has such a hard-on for Jack the Ripper, so that one really might be. I mean, that one might be an easy choice. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, number four. Who is being summoned? Who comes out of the Pokeball? It's Pancho Villa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, uh, Do do you know who Pancho Villa is? Yes. Okay, come on. Like, you know, I I I grew up in California. Come on. Yes, I don't know. I just want to give you the benefit of the doubt because I don't think everybody who watches the anime knows who Pancho Villa is. Oh well, you've given you've given away an answer already to me, sir. Well, maybe, maybe not. I'm just saying. I, I don't know if he appears in a lot of foreign uh, history books. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, he, he's famous to us as Californians, but but fate does like to draw uh, obscure characters from history. So, oh man, I wish <laughs> so bad that both. Pancho Villa is in this series and that he is a cute anime girl. Oh, man. I want that well, so I, I'm bad. I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Oh, God, I'm crying. Sorry. Uh, okay, I've number reduced four. him to tears. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you hear it, folks? He's broken. Number five, uh, a character that's gotten a lot of play over in uh, our neck of the woods, the Greek hero uh, in quotes... Chiron steps from the summoning circle. Chiron. Okay. You're familiar with Chiron. Oh, sure. Uh, I I was totally one of those weird kids that like Greek mythology in middle school. Yeah, yeah. You know, a pretty good good pedigree. I mean, uh, uh, son of Titan, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kronos. Oh, yeah. uh, Had a sexy sea nymph as a mom. You know, his siblings got eaten in in that famous painting. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, he was he was chilled though. He was one of the cool guys, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, in the same vein, number six steps Atalanta, 
the, the he- famous Greek hero, Atalanta. Oh, yeah. Steps from the circle. Already a, a girl, so slots in pretty easy sexy anime girl obviously uh atalanta from the summoning circle our seventh hero uh now this is uh i i hate to give you this one because it seems so obvious but spartacus wait no spartacus Spartacus can't be there because i'm spartacus no i'm spartacus no i'm spartacus asshole look i don't want to fight about this okay let's move (laughs) on real quickly to our eighth final hero mom i wanted to be spartacus now this is a legendary hero from the annals of history the legendary hero steps forth (laughs) frankenstein Wait, not not Mary Shelley. <laughs> not Okay, sorry. Frankenstein's monster. Okay, I'll narrow it okay. down. Okay. This is the, <laughs> This is Frankenstein's monster, all right? Okay, but not like Mary Shelley or Percy Shelley, but the actual fictional character from her no, book. No, we are we, the mythological hero Frankenstein. <laughs> Wait, hero? What? <laughs> Yeah, you know, misunderstood tragic hero, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein's an anti-hero for sure. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could give you the classes, too, because I would love making up classes for all these characters. <sighs> uh, Shit. Okay. Okay. This and, is and a really what, tough Which bracket, of the Fate man. series is, are these allegedly from? These are from Fate Apocrypha. Apocrypha. Okay. All right. Um, I think that... Ooh, ooh, uh, this is this hard. is a tough. This one. is a I'm really sorry. tough. Okay, um, I'm gonna say F- Spartacus, and oh, it's too hard. Um, it's really hard. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Spartacus and and Pancho Villa. I'm gonna say are the two non-characters. Okay, and for the bonus point. Can you choose? You can choose any of these as as gender bents. Okay. Um. Um. Joke answer. William Shakespeare is a cute anime girl. Uh. Real answer. Um. Frankenstein. Okay. You can name as many as you want. I won't. I won't limit you to one. Okay. Well, you I can mean, call any of these. I mean, the chances are is that more of them were gender bent than than not. <laughs> uh. This had a few. This had a few surprising gender bends. But that's where you're going with? Yes, that's that's my final answer. Oh man, you got through with the skinnier teeth because uh it was Pancho Villa and Pope Innocent the Third oh, as the fakes. Oh, okay. And I was but, gonna say but, I was gonna say Pope Innocent, but then you know, <laughs> you you tricked me earlier when you said they like to pull obscure people. They do, they do. I left off some of the more obscure uh, characters from this season, but you you saved yourself because Frankenstein is a cute anime girl. I knew it, I season. fucking called that shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. How could they not? How could they not? make frankenstein a cute anime girl i know i know oh man uh you know oh. what's a uh what is that manga uh that is actually about a cute frankenstein anime girl oh you mean frankenfran yeah frankenfran love, love love me some frankenfran back in the day frankenfran very cute anime girl yeah she's got those weird arms she's great i let her cut me all up. right we've got next one up there's a fucking there's a fourth round 
There are two more rounds to this. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude! Okay, all right. Hey, hey, I'm I'm cutting I'm cutting two of them together. I'm saving you. All right. Well, here. you know okay. what? I don't care. I'm not the one editing this shit. Go hit me. Uh, this one is gonna be real weird. Now here we go. All right. All right. First up, oh, we've got another one who is um maybe questionable on the hero status, um but we have the famous Roman emperor. Nero. uh, Nero steps into the ring. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. Number two. Uh, This is also. I don't know. We're the, we maybe we've drifted away from the hero concept, but uh, Elizabeth Bathory ah! <laughs> steps into the ring to uh, slay some heroes. Uh, I don't know why, but Elizabeth Bathory she steps into the ring. Yes, I'm kind of in a in a mirror match. Uh, we have a legendary hero Mary Curie. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know she is a hero, though more the hero than Elizabeth Bathory. You have to give it up. Well, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, one of them was a scientist, and the other was a, a <laughs> mythical murderer. <laughs> She's pretty bad. Uh, I make no bones. I, I'm willing to step up to the plate and say Elizabeth Bathory. Not a cool person. No, number four, the concept of nursery rhymes <laughs> steps into the ring. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Yep. I yeah. like that. I know. I know. It's going some places, right? Now, uh, sort meaty. of, uh, you know, brothy, again, maybe, soupy question. <laughs> yeah. Now, again, maybe connecting back to the Elizabeth Bathory thing. We don't know that necessarily, but... Uh, Vlad the Impaler mm-hmm, makes his mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. into the ring. Yep. You know he had to show up. Vla- oh, Vlad yeah. Tepish. Vlad, my man. Yep. My man. Uh, as made All famous right. in Warren Ellis's uh, Netflix's Castlevania. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, here's uh, here's one that may be uh, a little obscure. I don't know if uh, you know this guy, but uh, Bartolomeo Cristofori. <laughs> Steps into the ring. Wait, uh, Bartolomeo or Bortolomeo? Bartolomeo. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, he's Italian. Okay. You know that guy, right? Well, my son is also named Bortolomeo. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's a famous hero for his own reasons. Seventh hero. Uh, he charges onto the scene. It's Lu Bu, everyone's favorite dynasty heroes pick. Uh, well, okay. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, no one likes a Lubu player. Hey, hey, come on, come on. Uh, Lubu also uh, making a great appearance in strangely parallel series uh, Record of Ragnarok. You know, uh, looking cool there. I mean, let's just uh, say cool that um, that Record of Ragnarok is the cooler Fate series. I gotta say, I like Record of Ragnarok a lot more than Fate. But you know, let's let's not. Let's not split hairs here. We're in the middle of the game. Well, if you're going to split hairs, I'm going to fuck off. Okay. Piss off. Okay. I don't want to split hairs, but it is piss off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And our final, our final challenger, the much memed Leonidas. Oh, shit. He was a king. Okay. um, (laughs) All right. 300. Zack Snyder. All right. Yeah, yeah. Now those are those are eight heroes, and two of them are fakes. Ah, mm, oh, shit. 
Okay. Um, wow. This is really hard. This is a nice collection right here. Yeah. These are some weird ass people. Okay. Uh, just go through it one again, one more time. Nero, Elizabeth Bathory, Marie Curie, the concept of nursery rhymes, <laughs> Vlad the Impaler, uh, Bartolomeo, Lubu, and Leonidas made famous in Zack Snyder's 300. Um, yes. Okay. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, I'm going to say that the fake characters are... Bartolomeo and oh man this is hard um I want to say Lu Bu just because like that's their like anti-pick for not seeming like you know they're doing the obvious thing right like we're not maybe. gonna pick Lu Bu because that's the obvious mm. choice mm. uh mm. maybe oh maybe. man um yeah, that's my. I told you this is a tough bracket. Is this really hard? I'm gonna. Yeah, that's my say. Um, and as for gender bent characters, uh, Leonidas 100 percent um, is a cute anime girl. I'm gonna say that Elizabeth Bathory is a cute anime boy. Ooh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting twist there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I will say. I mean, it doesn't matter because I'm just giving you bonus points for those. Yeah. But uh, it only goes in the girl direction. Uh, <laughs> that's a particular choice they made, but uh, you can imagine why. <laughs> I can um, imagine so many reasons why. Yes, exactly. Now I, I, I'm so sorry, yeah. but the fakes were Bartolomeo. You got that one. All right. The other one was Marie Curie. I'm so what? sorry. That Marie makes... Curie did not make the cut. That's stupid. Did not make the cut because that is so obvious to have Marie, uh, Marie Curie with like a fucking atom gun or something. I know, right? Uh, and I will say he's not on the list, but Tesla does. Tesla and Thomas Edison show up, <laughs> so straight up misogyny there. Yeah, fuck that um, shit. Now the gender bent character on this season is, of course, Nero. Nero is a cute anime girl. <laughs> you know, I can't say that doesn't surprise me, but uh, it is the least interesting choice. I know it's when I figured it out, it was disappointing to say the least uh, uh, uh first of all there are uh hundreds if not millions of of deviant art pages with cute anime girl 300 characters out there <laughs> i know right i know because i can't right. i contributed to more than a few all right <laughs> now this is going to be a tough one i am for simplicity's sake and time's sake, I am combining Fate Prototype and Fate Grand Order for this last one. I'm going to pretend like I know the difference. Okay. This is going to be a tough route, so prepare yourself, all okay? All right, all right. I'm, I'm focusing my key. All right. Uh, you flip to your favorite anime. It's uh, Fate Grand Order. In this episode, our character is challenging some gross weirdo. The gross weirdo summons their hero. The hero is, of course... <laughs> The Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm having so much fun okay, with this. Okay, all right, well, shit, it's, shit, this is our second Gerard Butler character showing up in here. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Gerard is all over this fucking thing. All right. The second hero to appear is, of course, <laughs> uh, the, the infamous... Caligula. Ah! 
<laughs> okay, well, hell yeah, and uh, fuck yes, and I am uh, here for it. Oh, I wish I could do Frankenstein again. It's so funny that Frankenstein is in this shit. Uh, uh, now, uh, making a, a more... <laughs> Uh, uh, a more recent uh, appearance uh, in the in the canon, we have, of course, Florence Nightingale, <laughs> <laughs> the infamous hero Florence Nightingale. Oh yeah, Red Cross baby, uh, made famous um, in those Skyrim games. Uh, also, I'm sure she appears in one of the Assassin's Creed games. Like, I'm sure of it. <laughs> Wait, do you kill Florence Nightingale in an Assassin's Creed? No, game? she's 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 probably an assassin. No, she's probably <laughs> oh, a good shit. guy. Okay, first of all, they're cowards for not making an Assassin's Creed game set during the civil rights movement in the 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get there. <laughs> uh, well, here's okay. Let's uh, let's do Assassin's Creed here. Let's do another Assassin's Creed character. Okay. Famously Assassin's Creed character, Leonardo da Vinci makes his appearance. Oh, that Leonardo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're going back and forth between some weird shit and some some truly legendary heroes. And that's why, of course, of course, uh, the most legendary hero of all makes his appearance. <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> steps onto the scene, uh, wielding his, his incredible... Uh, cross sword. Uh, okay. <laughs> truly All devastating. Right. All right. <laughs> you're you're really stretching me thin here, buddy. Also makes an appearance in Ragnarok, uh, Record of Ragnarok. So there's a crossover there. Five, number six. We have, of course, the legendary hero, Charles. Darwin. Okay. Oh shit. All right. I, for a half second, I thought you were gonna say Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be so good? Well, I did say Jack the Ripper earlier. Yeah. Right. right? It's not out of. Uh, it's not out of the it's, question. It's not out of the question at all. I'm telling you, there are some weird ass picks in here. Uh, I mean, I said five weird ass picks already. So hey, uh, uh, hey, uh, uh, famous historical uh, um, hero Roman Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> in that vein, legendary hero Steven Spielberg, uh, uh, not not racist at all. Uh, Geronimo. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Can I just say, like, uh, blanket statement? Anime, please leave um, like Native American aesthetics alone. Stop doing it. Please stop. Stop doing that, please. Uh, please stop doing that. Now, just as a bonus aside, I will say Billy the Kid also makes an appearance um, in, in a weird thing. I, I so uh, I don't know. I don't know what. They okay, were hold on, hold on. Uh, is Billy the Kid an actual kid in that? I don't know. I don't remember his appearance. He's one of the minor ones. Goddamn. Okay. Um. And finally, one of the most legendary heroes of all time, Attila the Hun. Oh, was that your uh, WWE announcer voice? That's actually my my Monty Python reference uh, voice. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. Phantom of the Opera, Caligula, Florence Nightingale, uh, Leonard da Vinci, (laughs) Jesus Christ, Superstar. He is a superstar. Uh, Charles Darwin, 
Geronimo, and Attila the Hun. What a great lineup. I mean, we are talking about some of the most famous people to have ever <laughs> walked the earth. <laughs> uh, come on, Lisa. You'll uh, you'll eat what I you eat. You'll kill what I pillage kill. Pillage who I pillage. <laughs> Okay, okay, all right. Um, all right, man. Oh, and man. And so there are one. still two fakes in this list? If you can believe it, there are actually two of these characters don't make the cut. Jesus. Uh, no, I think Jesus I know, is right? actually one of them. Um, don't take that literally. Uh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> you don't think they have the guts? Uh, no, no, I do think that Jesus is definitely a character in in the Fate series. Uh, I'm saying don't take that as an answer. Uh, I'm okay, going to say, okay. um, boy, okay. I'm going to say Geronimo, just because I really hope that character is not in this story. Um, We've seen a lot of anime Native Americans, uh, not any good ones so far. Well, you know, neutral ones at best, I'll say. We, there, I'll say there is a neutral one in Steel Ball Run, uh, but that's all I'm going to say. Uh, well, Cowboy Bebop 2. I'm going to throw that in there. Um, uh, oh, sure, okay. Uh, what? At the very least, they could have been worse about it, but we're getting could off have topic. Been worse. Um, I'm, I'm still going to say Geronimo, uh, despite the overwhelming evidence that that Japanese people don't know how to do Native American representation, uh, despite doing it anyway. I'm going to say they didn't do it here, and I'm going to say Florence Nightingale because they don't know who that is. <laughs> okay, and you can choose any as gender bent. Yeah. Uh, you you want to get that bonus. Uh, Caligula, definitely gender bent. Um, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, real answer, Caligula. Uh, real answer, Attila the Hun is gender bent. And uh, on top of that is a little girl. Uh, Attila Hun oh. confirmed for being a little girl. Um, wow. Truly perverse. And a joke answer. Joke answer. Uh, Leonard da Vinci uh, is, is gender bent. <laughs> Can't you? But you can see that so clearly in your mind, right? I, yeah, the, definitely. The eccentric anime girl inventor. I mean, there's one in My Hero Academia. Uh, actually, no, I'm taking that back. Real answer, uh, Leo da Vinci, gender bent anime girl. Joke answer, uh, if they were brave, if they were truly visionary, they would make Jesus an anime girl. Oh, boy. I am so sorry to tell you. Uh, <laughs> you were You were real close here, but... Jesus Christ and Charles Darwin are the fakes. What? They are the fakes. You almost you almost cleared it though because Attila the Hun gender bent. Yep, yep. <laughs> Called it. Was I right on being a little girl? Uh, uh no, I think it's a I think it's just a regular anime girl, okay, all right. I, but I am not sure. Uh I le- I'm actually going to look it up right <laughs> now. I'm so sorry. You you missed out. You get to choose, though. Do you want to watch Grand Order or Prototype? Ooh, okay. Um, Prototype is shorter. Wait, I have to watch the whole thing? Well, you got to try. Okay. Well, then, fuck that. Prototype. I'll do Prototype. All right. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, damn you, Fate Series, for being dumb oh. and and, uh, and stupid. That's all I'll oh, say. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Am, are we done? Gonna, are you done inflicting this on me? Basically, yeah. Hold on. I have, I have one more 
thing uh, to show you. Okay, all right. <laughs> I have such sights to show you. Uh, hey, is... hey, hey, hey. Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. He wept uh, at these lists of uh, truly awful historical representation. But I just wanted you to take a look and just give me your one-word reaction. This is this is Attila. Oh my! Um, <laughs> I, I, all I can say is that you need to make this the thumbnail for this week's episode. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be the thumbnail. Yeah. Oh uh, god! Uh, Why does this have to happen? Why does this have to happen? Now, I can't see any similarities. How, how this would tie in to uh, the historical figure of Attila the Hun. Uh, I don't even know what I'm looking at here, but I know that I feel uncomfortable. There's got to be some kind of, maybe there's a pattern on her, what do you call that? Her hair cape? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they're doing like, they're doing a Jotaro thing, right? Where uh, it's unclear where her hairline turns in to her shawl. Her cape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or her micro bikini. <laughs> But she is, she's wearing more or less um, a similar outfit to uh, the Microkini and Borat. Uh, Small, it's smaller than that. Yeah, it's, it's more revealing than that, if you can imagine that, uh, dear listener. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, you picture that, we're gonna go. (laughs) We're gonna leave. Uh, (laughs) We've gotta go. That's, I think that's been enough anime death spiral. Uh, for one week, maybe even one month, but we'll probably come back. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, next you can't! Week. You can't keep me away from this microphone. Uh, next week, uh, we're gonna try to get a couple of these like new summer series in, and and we'll we'll try to let you know if any of them, even even if even one of them, are even worth tuning into. I don't know. We'll see. In the meantime, I don't know if you take any of these recommendations, but I gave you a hell of a good good list earlier. Uh, I hope you enjoy anime. I don't even, I don't even know, man. <laughs> oh, it, it's best not to view it in those terms. Um, that's all. Fate I'll say. is such an exhausting series. Even just talking about it makes me so sad and tired. <laughs> well, it's like I can't even wrap my mind around the um, the type of person that would be like super into this, right? Uh, I don't get the appeal. It's alien, it's foreign, it's unknown to me, and it makes me uncomfortable. We've got to close it up. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry to inflict this upon you, my my best friends, uh, and you, you dear, handsome, and beautiful listeners. <laughs> so uh, thank you for sitting down on the couch and, and talking horrible anime with us. Until next week, uh, this has been spiraling out of control on the anime death spiral stay sexy my friends oh bye bye Sucky by obviously. Regular demon. Ghost. Mushroom girls. Zombie girls. Harpies. Slime girls.